0: So today we are talking about how liabilities can be assets, why it's important to be connected to your work and how having thick skin can help you on your road to success. Free Life Friday starts now.
1: It's Free Life Fridays, everyone. Inspiration, motivation, everything you need to live a free life. This is part of the Be Empowered podcast series brought to you by Bank Mobile, with a mission to make banking affordable, effortless, and financially empowering. Now here's your host and financial empowerment coach, Ash Cash.
0: Welcome to Free Life Friday. I am excited about this guest that we have today. You know, if you're a fan of this show, you know that every guest, that I have on I'm excited about. And that's because we want to bring you the best of the best. But I am extra excited about this guy because he is a moving shaker. He's making great things happen at such a young age. So we have Kareem Alpunaga on the line with us, and he is a Ivy League-educated inner-city public school graduate, he received over $300,000 in scholarships to make his education possible. He founded Practice Makes Perfect at 18 years young. Practice Makes Perfect, or PMP, is an evidence-based full-service summer school operator for K-8 through schools that uses a unique near-peer learning model to drive students' outcomes. PMP was founded in 2010 and has served more than 2,000 inner-city children across New York City. Kareem also writes for Entrepreneur Magazine, is an Echoing Green Fellow, Global Shaper. At age 23, he was named on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list in education, and at 24 was named to Magic Johnson's 32 Under 32 list. In 2016, he was ranked in the top five most powerful young entrepreneurs under 25 in the world by Rich Topia. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for Mr. Kareem Alpunaga. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me, Ash. No, I appreciate you. Thank you. And I wanted to get started because you started your company six years ago when you were only 18 years old while attending Cornell University. You managed to graduate in the top 10% of your class and turned down Wall Street job offers to continue building your company. What was the inspiration behind this decision?
1: So, I mean, I didn't grow up with a lot, honestly, and I found myself in places of privilege and realized that in the process of attaining my own education, that there were disparities in the opportunities that were given to kids I was growing up with. Um, I was raised in a lower-income neighborhood. Um, Most of my friends didn't see college as an opportunity to to do something bigger until it was almost too late, when they got to an age when they realized college is their only way out of the hood where we were growing up. Um, So I didn't necessarily think I was building a large company at the time, I wanted to do something to pay it forward and give back, Um, and though I didn't have much, I knew I had a lot more than the kids I was growing up with back home just because of the university I was at, and so when I found myself on Wall Street, I still remember this. Um, I did my first year at Goldman Sachs between my sophomore and junior year in college doing investment banking, and then my junior year at BlackRock, and that year they told us there were 100 students in our intern class. There were 10,000 who applied. And I was the only African-American male in the class. And that was one of the biggest frustrations or eye-opening moments in my development when I realized that so many of my peers aren't growing up and getting the education that they need to be in these environments. So how can we start to change things if we can't even access the capital or the wealth that exists? And so the emphasis for starting my company was really to create a pipeline of more kids just like me, giving them the opportunity to be able to go back um, and really improve our communities and the financial resources that we need to create long-lasting change.
0: No, Absolutely. And then what was the most difficult part of starting a business at such a young age?
1: I mean, starting a business at a young age is hard. I think there were other barriers for me just because I was raised by a single mother on government aid. And so one big hurdle to any business that you're starting is having access to capital. And when you're poor, that doesn't exactly set you up for success either. Um, so I realized that, you know, those liabilities in so many ways could also be seen as assets um, because we didn't have a lot of money or I didn't have a lot of money when I was starting out. I started to think about, well, what are ways that we can do this a lot cheaper? How can we bootstrap? How can we run what is famously called today a lean startup um, where you're iterating and testing your project so that I was actually having to bring it to life right away at full scale? Um, and then with being a young person, I mean, people just when you start talking to them, assume you don't have what it takes or you're impatient, all the stereotypes of being young and then add the stereotypes in there of being in college um, where most college kids aren't responsible or they're just seen with like a solo cup and that's the image you get of a college student. Um, So I was overcoming a bunch of hurdles on that end, um, but at the same time, the bar was low, right? So whenever the bar is low, all you have to do is meet expectations or exceed them by a little bit and it's seems like you're doing something incredible. Um, so in my case, because I've been working since such a young age, I had a level of professionalism that I approached this work with. Um, and it kind of set me apart from so many kids who were my age when I was starting the business.
0: Wow, wow. That's great insight. And so I can imagine, you know, being young or even just anybody running a business that there are days that you have some ups and downs. How do you keep yourself motivated on those days where you feel down?
1: I mean, that's the hardest part. So when you're starting a business, one of the things you realize really early on is that the success of your business um, drives how well you feel. And when your business is struggling, it takes an emotional toll on you. If your business is doing poorly, you feel like like you're not doing great. You're not in a good mood. And if your business is doing really well, you feel like you're doing great, even though those two things shouldn't be interrelated. Um, one of the things I realized really early on was that the entrepreneurship like life cycle um, sort of looked like a sine curve. So sine curves are just like oscillating waves that go like up and down continuously. And if you take that image and you squeeze it, um, and then you tilt it to the left a little bit so that way the line is pointing up, um, I was like, that was the entrepreneurship curve or journey. 98% of the time, you're either on your way up or on your way down. And then 1% of the time you're all the way at the top and 1% of the time you're going to feel like you're all the way at the bottom. Um, And so you need to be humble um, and have that humility when you're at the top so you can muster through the bottom and have what it takes to actually get through it. I mean, the other piece is you start to realize that this is the cycle and this is the process. Um, And knowing what that journey looks like makes it a lot easier to bear through the down moment. And if you stop, you're never going to get back to that moment where you're starting to go back up. So having that perspective and having that in hindsight is honestly what continues to drive me. Um, The other piece for me is the work I'm doing is just so personal. So I run an education company that focuses on providing opportunities for low-income kids who grew up just like me. And I know that without those interventions that we're providing, that their life prospects aren't going to be what they could potentially be. Um, ultimately kids aren't living up to their fullest potentials because they aren't given the opportunities that they deserve in so many of the communities that need it most. Um, So knowing what I have, knowing the privilege and the blessings that I've been able to achieve at such a young age continue to drive me to provide those pathways and opportunities for so many kids who are growing up just like me.
0: Wow, wow, powerful stuff. And... I'll be honest, Kareem, right? Most 24-year-olds I know, they're just starting out on their careers. But you are already running a million-dollar business, and by many accords, you are super successful. But with you being so young, how do you balance out staying focused on your business but not missing out on your youth?
1: I mean, that's a tough question. I've never actually thought about, like, the youth I'm missing out on. Um, I know when I was coming out of college, I was taking on a lot of responsibility by starting a company, but I was already taking on that responsibility growing up in a lower-income household. Um, I've been, like, working off the books since I was 12 or 13 and then have consistently had jobs since then helping pay for the rent or whatever it may have been at home. So I've always had responsibilities that kids my age didn't have. Um, And I think those things never stopped me from being a teenager. They never stopped me from being a college student. Um, I made sure that the things that were important to me, I was still doing. Um, I mean, it's crazy and it's surreal. Like, today my company processed close to a quarter million dollar payroll. Um, And it's one of those things that you see and you're like, wow, Um, every two weeks you're processing a quarter million dollars. Now, like, you're adding value. And I mean, that in and of itself, like, inspires progress for me. So I make sure that I'm carving out the time for the things and the people that are important to me. I make sure I'm taking two and sometimes three vacations a year. Um, I'm hanging out with my friends. I love to play ball, Um, so I play basketball on the weekends. I prioritize my health. Um, I make sure I'm in the gym and I'm working out um, and I'm doing the fun things and I have the resources to do them um, that I ultimately didn't have when I was a kid. So the other piece of all of this that I think is really cool and sometimes underrated is that you get to build a company that has the culture that you sort of want in it. Um, I can tell you right now the oldest employee in my company is, like, 29. So I'm building a cool work environment where people just naturally are younger and we do things that younger people do. So I don't feel like I'm missing out by any stretch of the imagination. Wow,
0: wow. Absolutely. I I, got to find out if you're hiring after this call. No, I'm joking. I'm going to edit that out. I'm going to edit that out. All right. And so now I want to kind of dig into your reading habits. What is the last book you read, and what important takeaways can you give us?
1: I actually stopped reading books. I listen to everything now on Audible, as funny as that sounds. I feel like listening to them, you can up the speed a little bit, and you can listen while you're, like, moving. Um, And I listen to all my books in the morning on my way to work and on my way back. Um, The last book that I read was Bringing Out the Best in People. It was by Aubrey Daniels. Um, I think one of the, like, the most important takeaway from that book is that management should be done through positive reinforcement. I think too many times we try to manage people out of fear, um, and we try to use and share what the negative consequences could be or scare tactics and what the outcome could look like if we don't achieve this certain goal or whatever it may be. Um, A lot of management is actually rooted in psychology. And so how do we use human psychology to shape positive behavior? Um, and how do you avoid, like, negative reinforcement um, in a way or in a light that ultimately, like, doesn't drive success or drive outcomes for you? Seems like a very simple concept, but mind-blowing how many people actually don't use it.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, you've given us a lot of great insight, and I'm sad to say this is the last question, Right but this is the Free Life Friday podcast where we give our listeners the inspiration they need to pursue their dreams in order to live a free life. What advice would you give to anyone who's pursuing their dream?
1: Yeah, I mean, get thick skin. (laughs) I feel like it's hard to say that and to understand it, but not everyone does takes the leap of faith that they need to to be able to live out their dreams. And in the process of doing that, um, you're going to find a level of, like, inner peace that doesn't exist um, if you're not doing it, and people who want to do it but are antsy or don't have what it takes internally um, may or may not, like, like you for that, um, and there's going to be a lot of setbacks on your road to success and living out the ideal dream or life that you want. There's going to be a lot of naysayers, a lot of doubters, um, but believe me, it's possible, it's doable. You know, like I'm 24 running a multi-million dollar business now um, and started with almost nothing. But in the heat of everything that we were doing, having thick skin was one of the most important things because from day one, people have said that what we're doing and what we've achieved so far just wasn't possible. Um, And that I wasn't the right person and that I didn't have what it takes and my team wasn't good enough. They were too young. Um, And all of those people who just, sort of they want to be in your shoes they want to be in your place but don't have what it takes to make the leap of faith to actually live out their dreams and pursue their aspirations so have to skin
0: wow wow kareem thank you so much you are such an inspiration thank you for all of that words of wisdom if somebody wanted to connect with you whether online via social media what's the best way to get in contact with you
1: i mean they can reach me right through my website It's just my first and last name. It's Kareem K-A-R-I-M, Abulnaga, dot com. Or they could tweet at me. I'm very active on social media. It's just the at. And then my first and last name, Kareem Abulnaga. Again, that's K-A-R-I-M-A-B-O-U-E-L-N-A-G-A.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Kareem, again, thank you so much for your time and continued success in everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. So there you have it. Kareem Alpunaga, founder and CEO of Practice Makes Perfect. Here are some key takeaways. One, in order to run a successful business, you will need access to capital. Sometimes not having that access can be a liability, but... It can also be an asset because knowing that will allow you to run a lean business and focus on the things that you need to focus on in order to make your business thrive. Two. Be humble when you're at the top and confident when you're at the bottom. This is important to realize because the cycle of being an entrepreneur has its ups and downs. So if you are conscious of which cycle you're currently at, it will allow you to continue to keep going and get done what you need to get done. Three do work you love and be connected to your work. Doing this gives you the motivation to keep going when those times you feel unmotivated or those times where you are at the bottom. So make sure you're loving your work. Four, if you design your own life, you don't have to compromise on the things that are important to you. And lastly, have Thick skin. There are many people who are going to resent the fact that you are living out your dreams. They are going to resent the fact that you are taking that leap of faith. So have thick skin. They may tell you you can't do it. They may try to stand in your way. But ultimately, only you can stop you. And it's how you view what they say and the power and energy you give to it that will allow it to affect you. So have thick skin. Know what you were put here to do. Do it the best that you can do it. And again, never let anyone stop you. I am Ash Cash. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Free Life Friday. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Share this with your friends, your family. Tell everyone about Free Life Friday. I appreciate you. I'll speak to you next time. Same time, same place. Thank you for tuning in to Free Life
1: Fridays brought to you by Bank Mobile. Be sure to visit us at bankmobile.com and follow us
0: everywhere at Bank Mobile.